0: 2018, Busan, South Korea, a small, cream-colored Pomeranian dog buried alive. The owner, no charges. Animal abuse rising in South Korea. Nobody knows why. But that's soon to end. Animals are given rights. South Korea plans to amend its civil code to include animals. Yes, those furry companions are scaly pets. Animals will have a legal status all their own. Protected under law from inhumane treatment and abandonment. Where I live, animals are protected property, but South Korea goes beyond that. Animals will be recognized as sentient beings. Because of that, consequences for inhumane treatment will potentially be much greater. The righteous care for the needs of their animals. That's Proverbs 12. Jesus is the Lord of life, and so celebrating death has no place among us. If you're in Christ, that changes how you treat everything. He takes care of us, so we should take care of his world. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. It's Thursday, and we're in a series this week called The Case for Christ with my friend, Lee Strobel, who used to live in California, but now he lives in Texas, Houston. You may be familiar with Lee's journey to faith and his passion for leading others to the evidence pointing to the truth of God's Word. But do you know how that journey began? It all started when his wife came home with what to him was shocking news.
1: (laughs) I felt something. And so I went again tonight. And I know this is going to be weird to hear because it's weird to say, but I prayed. So what are you what are you telling me, Les? I'm saying that I talked to Jesus. I I told him I want him in my life. You what? Why? Why would? You- hey, stay with me, hun. This is a good thing. What it's, did this Alfie woman say to you? It was my decision. Okay? I accept it. You don't get to accept it. I'm not asking. I, I, I'm telling sh- you what sh- happened and sh- you're not sh- hearing sh- me. Okay. Listen, hun, it's me. This is me talking to you. It's me. Honestly, this is something that I think I've been thinking for a long time and I just haven't been able to... To say anything because of who you are? Are you kidding me, Leslie? I know this is a lot. A lot, Um, a lot. You dropped this on me. What does that even mean? Well, I don't know what it means, but I know it's a good thing for us. No, no. Okay, Uh, okay. This is not us, Leslie. Whatever this is. Okay, it is not us. You are on your own. I am listening to you, and that's the problem. So if you're serious about this... And I am. Okay, well, then I I don't know what to say to you about whatever this is. Listen to what I'm trying to say, because I'm trying to explain that I felt something that is maybe more real than anything I've ever felt in my life.
0: Mike Vogel and Erica Christensen playing Lee and Leslie Strobel in the feature film called The Case for Christ. I asked Lee... What was going on in his mind when that scene
2: took place in real life, in Chicago, many years ago? You know, I was uh, an atheist, an angry atheist. Leslie tells me for the first time that she'd come to faith in Jesus. And uh, honestly, the first word that went through my mind in real life was divorce. I was going to walk out. I didn't want to be married to a Christian. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't want the change in our life. And I didn't believe in it. I thought it was fairy tales, make-believe, wishful thinking. I didn't want to have that in our marriage. And so uh, that scene is very accurate in terms of the emotional response, the anger, the frustration. And on her side, too. She has this wonderful experience she's trying to tell me about, and yet the person she loves the most doesn't want to share it. So it led to a lot of conflict in our marriage. I
0: appreciate Lee Strobel's honesty as he was talking about the challenges of an atheist being married to a Christian. He'll be back with us in a moment to talk about how God used his wife to invite him to church, which turned out to be a key turning point in his life. In fact, it was everything in changing his life. And after that, we're going to turn to God's Word. We're going to see how some of the greatest stories of conversion in Scripture started with Come and See. And then, after the program, I want to send you a copy of the feature film on DVD called The Case for Christ. It's a critically acclaimed film. It's an inspiring resource that shows how Christianity can stand up to the hardest questions, and I believe it will build your confidence in God's Word. And the DVD is filled with special features and interviews it includes a bonus CD with delightful worship songs inspired by the film. So after the program, you just need to call us, make your gift, be generous even today because we're a listener-supported ministry and we'll get you a copy out the door right away. Our number to call after the program is 800-654-2836, haven or visit our website at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And when you're there, why don't you watch the movie trailer and a couple of clips from this film? And just before we get started, I'd like to invite you to become a Haven partner. This is somebody who's a friend of the ministry and agrees to pray regularly but give automatically monthly to keep sharing the great story. And our partners really help us, especially. During slower months of the year, like September, when giving is down, so when you call or go online, you can learn more about how you can help us every month as a partner. Now let's get started from the Village Church live. Here's Michael Bleeker.
1: Lee Lee Hey uh, I made you coffee No, oh, okay Shut up and take the coffee Goodness I wanted to ask you a favor mm-hmm. uh, I'm taking the kids to church Come with us do that because I asked you to nicely and because even though you think I've lost my mind you'd still do anything to make me happy I'm still gonna bring my notebook in case I uncover a church scandal something deal get ready to go 15 minutes
0: Mm -mm. You're listening to Haven Today. It's Thursday. I'm Charles Morris. We're in a series that we're calling The Case for Christ, and we're joined by my friend Lee Strobel. And that was a scene from the feature film about Lee's life called The Case for Christ. Lee's wife, who had only been a Christian for a very short time, had no idea how God was going to use her invitation to her husband to come to church. I asked Lee to talk about that moment and how God used it in his life.
2: I remember I was uh, sleeping off a hangover, actually, uh, one Sunday morning, and my wife, who was a new Christian, uh, looked at me and said, why don't you come to church with me today? And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go and get her out of this cult that she's involved in. So I, uh, I did. I went to a church with her about a mile from our house, meeting in a movie theater, and Bill Heibel's, a young pastor, yes. got up and Gave I've a heard message of him called, before. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> he's become more well-known these days. He gave a message called Basic Christianity. And I remember sitting there as an atheist, and he was so logical in the way he laid out the Christian faith that I walked away saying that I didn't believe it, but if it's true— It has huge implications for me. And so that's when I decided to take my legal training and journalism training and investigate it. Is there any reality to Easter? Is Easter just a fantasy? Is it mythology? Is it made up? Is it wishful thinking? Or could it be that Jesus not only claimed to be the Son of God, and anybody could claim that, but he backed it up by returning from the dead?
0: And a special thanks to Lee Strobel for joining us again on the program. And of course, if you've been listening to the program this week, you know that the evidence showed Lee that Christ truly is who he claimed to be. And after a two year search, Lee ended up believing and receiving Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. Stick around, and I will share with you how you can get a copy of the DVD on Lee Strobel's conversion to Christianity. And it's called The Case for Christ. I have to say I'm thankful for how God used a relationship in Lee's life, his closest relationship with his wife, to bring him to church that one Sunday. Lee went to try and rescue her from what he as an atheist thought was a cult that was brainwashing his agnostic wife. But he was challenged to begin looking at the evidence. That story's played out time and again. So often it's a husband or a wife who come to the Lord first or a close friend and then gently and patiently asked that other person to come and see Jesus. In a way, Lee's wife was just following in the steps of the earliest followers of Christ and the words of Jesus himself telling others to come and see. Sometimes it's that personal relationship with someone that sparks our interest in Jesus and it's the Holy Spirit. That fans that spark into faith in the Lord. Some of the greatest stories of conversion scripture started with come and see. I'm thinking of the Apostle Peter. Most of us know and love Peter as the Apostle who seems like all the rest of us a little rough around the edges, maybe, eager, a little impetuous, at times afraid of what will happen if people know he loves Jesus, yet repentant and welcomed back into the arms of the savior that's the normal christian life in a nutshell i think but it took peter a long time before he was ready to say you are the christ the son of the living god he had to journey with jesus and see his power at work and hear his teaching and eventually learn as we read john 668 that only jesus offered words of eternal life where else can we turn how did Peter go from being that rough Galilean fisherman to a follower of Jesus? Well, there's another apostle that doesn't get a lot of airtime in the Gospels. His name was Andrew. Usually he just appears in the list of apostles, but there are three times that he's singled out in the Gospels. And it's quite interesting. Every time he appears working on his own, it's to bring someone to faith in Jesus. The very first time we see Andrew do this, it's with someone he was close to, his brother, Peter. One of the early church fathers, John Chrysostom, called Andrew the Peter before Peter. Because even before Peter, there was Andrew following Jesus. Let's pick up the story. Let me share it with you. And I'll start in John chapter 1, verse 35. Again the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples. And he looked at Jesus as he walked and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come, and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying. They stayed with him that day. For it was about the 10th hour. One of the two had heard John speak and followed him was Andrew. There it is. Simon, Peter's brother. He found first his own brother, Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which translated means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. So. Did you hear Andrew mentioned? Did you hear the line of Jesus come and see in the first chapter of John? Peter, one of the inner three apostles, Peter, James, and John. He came to Jesus because of a relationship, someone in his life, his brother. Just imagine what it must have been like for Andrew. He found Jesus. Or better yet, Jesus found him. And Andrew says, I'm going to go get my brother and tell him that we've found the promised one. We see Andrew bringing others to the Lord. Remember the little boy with the five loaves and two fish? Who he takes up to the front of the crowd to meet Jesus? He's instrumental in leading the group of Greek seekers to the Savior later on in John 12. What we learn from this story of Andrew is the importance of relationships in bringing someone to a place where they can hear about Jesus and see who he is and then meet him. It's interesting that we don't know from Scripture whether Andrew ever preached a sermon or gave a call to believe the gospel. We have no reason to think he didn't, and some even say he was even a missionary who preached the gospel from Gaza all the way to the Black Sea. Still, that's not recorded in Scripture. But what we do have in Scripture is Andrew doing something we all can do. We have him saying, come, see Jesus. And we should never underestimate the power of calling people to see Jesus, inviting them to worship with us, inviting them to hear God's word proclaimed, asking them over to a home Bible study where they can build relationships with followers of Jesus and learn about the Savior. For my friend Lee Strobel, it was his wife who invited him to come and see Jesus at a church. The case for Christ started with come and see. Many of us have our own come and see Jesus moments. Maybe for you it was a parent or a grandparent. When I was in Cuba a few months back, we heard stories of children who were inviting their parents to come and see Jesus at church. Whatever the moment was for you, there was probably a time when someone you knew came alongside you. And maybe they didn't preach a sermon. Maybe they didn't even know the latest and greatest evangelism method. But they did know that they had been forgiven by a loving, great God delivered out of sin and into new life by Jesus. And they said, come and see. It seems like every few months there is a new evangelism plan or program. I get them across my desk. And as helpful as they can be, of course, come and see is older than any gospel tract or program that's been formalized into a course. Psalm 66, 5 and 6, great lines from a psalm that praises the Lord for his great deliverance, and an encouragement to us all to be come and see people who are excited about our redemption and simply unable to contain ourselves we have to bring our closest relationships to see what the lord is doing and has done and will do come and see what god has done his awesome deeds for mankind he turned the sea into dry land they passed through the waters on foot come let us rejoice in him
1: salvation, behold the wonder of grace so free, behold the blessing of true forgiveness at Calvary, behold the answer. the mercy that makes a way
0: love it when the music matches the message come and see by matt redmond from his your grace finds me album here on haven today the case for christ and you know it's been so refreshing this week to hear again lee strobel's honesty he was so upset that his wife became a christian and he wanted to show her not just show her he wanted to prove to her that she was wrong And if he could disprove the death and resurrection of Jesus, he could persuade her from following Christ. And as an atheist, he asked the hard questions like, was Jesus just a myth? Or can the New Testament really be trustworthy? Now, maybe you've faced some of these questions before. I have. Maybe you're the one who's been asking those questions. Well, as you just heard, Lee struggled to find the answers. And in the feature film based on his life called The Case for Christ, it retraces his spiritual journey leading to his faith in Christ. Well, this film is well produced, features a couple of Academy Award winning actors. It'll be a wonderful resource that'll show you how Christianity can stand up to the hardest questions and will grow your confidence in the word of God. You just need to call us right now. And again, let me use that word generous. Please pray about that. And we're listener-supported. We could really use your help this month. It's September. But when you do get in contact with us and make your gift, we want to send you a copy right away of the DVD, The Case for Christ. A lot of bonus features, interviews with the real Lee and Leslie Strobel, a bonus CD with worship music inspired by the film. You just need to get on the phone and call us right now and the number's 800 654 2836 865 haven or visit our website there at haventoday.org that's haventoday.org and while you're there watch the movie trailer and those clips we put up from this film one last thing that i mentioned earlier please take a moment And pray about becoming a Haven Partner. Remember, this is a friend of the ministry who agrees to pray regularly and give automatically monthly to keep sharing the great story with people who don't know Jesus. When you call, you can just say, how do I become a Haven Partner? Or I want to be a Haven Partner. And we'll make it happen. And we'll tell you about some extra benefits we have as a thank you for your monthly support. 800 65 Haven or learn more at haventoday.org I'm Charles Morris thanks for joining me coming from Southern California for not me but the program has been for 80 almost 8 years we'll be back tomorrow to share again the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today Care for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. What is God's will for your life? We'd all love to know. If we knew what it was, it sure would be a lot easier to go about our everyday life, wouldn't it? We want a roadmap, a to-do list. We want to do the right thing. It might come as a surprise then that the Lord has told us exactly what His will for us in 1 Thessalonians 4, this is the will of God, your sanctification, your holiness, an echo of an ancient call, Leviticus 19, be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. That's his will for us, but it's not a to-do list. Christ gave himself up for us to make us holy. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.